0: You're listening to The Crossing DE Podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus.
1: Hi, my name is Cam Jones. Hello, I'm Chloe Mosley. Hi, my name is Lydia Geesey.
0: Hey, my name is Matthew McConnell.
1: The Hello everyone, my name is Chloe Mosley and I'm the Counseling Intern here at The Crossing. I'm really excited to share my favorite passage of scripture with you today. It comes from the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6. This passage is all about Jesus' command not to worry. Sounds easy, right? Um, Not so much. I mean, I worry every day. And I, I know that we can trust what Jesus says, but don't worry, I find myself worried all the time. I mean, come on, have you ever forgotten to switch over your laundry into the dryer and are afraid your clothes are gonna be moldy? Or you leave for work in the morning and traffic is outrageous on Route 1, and you're gonna be late? Does my boss even like me? And do I qualify for this job? Am I the only one who worries about who I'm gonna sit with at lunch, or if my friends find me funny? Or if they're just laughing at me, will people accept me for me? And how am I gonna pay for my mortgage or my water or my electricity this month? Like not even to add the formula shortages, gas prices, marine stirruins, pandemic, cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, death of a loved one, nuclear war, school shootings. I can't even think about my weight or my hair, my old clothes and my dirty shoes and my... (sighs) I'm sorry. I started to spiral, didn't I? I'm sure you can relate. I know Jesus commands us not to be worried, but sometimes I feel stuck. I mean, seriously, how is that even possible? So don't worry, but we do. Thankfully, Jesus just doesn't leave us there and give us this command and say, good luck. But I think we're going to need some help getting there. Adam, can you help us out?
0: Don't clap for her. How come I never pick the easy ones? How about we're gonna talk about John 3.16 today? Like, no, to it's about worry. Sheesh, I'll do my best. I didn't consider myself a worrier until that, and all the list of things, and I think about all those things all the time. Like, maybe too much. And then I started thinking this morning about all the other things that aren't on the video, that the list of things just flooding my mind. And you ever find yourself distracted by just all the things? Just around, around our lives, there's so many things, maybe, maybe we, we extra focus time on all the things that could possibly go wrong. I know you do, and so I'm thinking that, uh, that we could all use a little bit of help uh, on this one. And I am thankful. Like Chloe said, Jesus never just gives us a command like, don't worry, and then it's like, hey, good luck, figure it out. He always gives us help. And so to that end, before we do anything else, I want to I pray and ask Jesus to be the one that helps us today, Yeah. Let's let's pray together. Father, you're so good to us. And Lord, we need to hear your voice today. We need to hear from you. Would you increase in this place and help us to decrease? Give us ears to hear uh, the words from Jesus. And would you make it a little more clear how we can, in fact, win against worrying? We all struggle with it from time to time. It's a real thing. Uh, Give us help today. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm actually really excited about uh, Chloe's favorite passage here, Matthew chapter 6. It's, it's a really cool passage. There's a lot of teaching in Matthew 6. Uh, it's really visually rich. And I really believe if we were to really listen and let God's words be the ones that guide us when it comes to this worrying thing, I really believe we can win. I really do. And worrying is human, right? Like, it's a serious thing, but everybody does it, uh, and it's not new. And so in the Bible, we have verses like, uh, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Or one of the Psalms says, my soul is weary with sorrow. These are in the Bible. This is a real thing. Even Jesus himself, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of sorrow. And that's kind of how worry works. A thought or a concern kind of disturbs and, and overwhelms all the way down, it seems, sometimes to our very soul. it's a real thing. And like Chloe said, we can all relate to it on some level. Some people worry more, some worry less, but all of us worry some. And so I want you to think about this though, kind of a definition I've been thinking about this. Uh, When it comes right down to it, worrying is being anxious or stressed about something that might somehow happen to someone at some unknown, unknown point in the future. That's completely out of our control. And when we say it that way, it kind of seems silly that we would worry so much, and yet we do. And so we all need a little help. Enter Jesus, Matthew chapter 6. It's, it is right in the middle of, of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount, which you can read in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Um, and, and this section of teaching of Jesus is, is, has this kind of format of, hey, not this, but this. He's teaching us all kinds of things. Don't do this. Instead, do this. And, and so Jesus teaches things like, hey, don't do good things just so everybody else can see you and give you recognition. Instead, just do good things, in secret even, because God sees, and he's the one that rewards. Don't pray so that you look all spiritual and holy in front of other people. Instead, you, you just have a conversation with your Father in heaven. He knows what you need. Just talk to him. He teaches about fasting. He says, hey, when you fast... Uh, don't let anybody else know. Don't even, don't even make yourself, let yourself look all sad and hungry. In fact, dude, go wash your face. This is a thing between you and God. No one else needs to know about it. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth. I mean, what a waste. None of that stuff lasts. Instead, store up for yourselves treasure in heaven. That'll last forever, and you know where your treasure is, there your heart is going to be. And it's the same kind of teaching that Jesus uses to address worrying. Evidently, when Jesus walked the earth, people then were the same as we are now and get worked up about a whole lot of things, and it takes the wind right out of our sails, doesn't it? It kind of sucks the life right out of you when, when something happens and worry strikes. When I find myself in that way, I use the word stuck. I'm just stuck. You ever feel that way? Just like my wheels are spinning and I can't seem to get any traction. I'm stuck and I, I, can't, I can't shake free. And the problem with that is, is, is then worry tends to turn into almost a habitual way of life, where we, we're worrying about day in and day out, about every day, temporary things. And it's unhealthy physically, spiritually, so much though that Jesus even refers to uh, worriers as you of little faith. And you see, worrying prohibits the worrier uh, from faithfully following God. And everything in us comes back to faith, right? Everything for us comes back to ch- whether or not we trust the Lord in, in any and every circumstances, big, small, easy, difficult, known, and unknown. Faith carries us back to the goodness and the faithfulness and the promises and even all, just back to the Word of God and the fact that He loves us and He's with us and he for, He's for us. And so whether you'd consider yourself a, a, a wart. Or, or someone, you might just say, you know, I don't really stress and worry about things at all. What the words Jesus has for us today are for each one of us. And so let's get into that word. Jesus starts off, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life. All right, there's, there's the command, don't do this, don't worry. And he doesn't just throw it out there and leave it up to us to figure out. He, Jesus doesn't roll that way, and so he gives us some really clear help. In fact, he gives us some some verbs and some questions, some some things to do, some actions to do, and some things we ought to be thinking about. And I really believe we got to pay attention to these things today, because because what Jesus is going to teach us leads us to to what we're most desperate for when we're stuck, the faith that we need and the peace that we so desperately desire. Don't do this. Do this. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Here's the first verb. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or, or, or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you much more valuable than they? You ever just watch birds? They're out your back window or, or when you're at the beach or you know you're on a walk, and they don't seem to have a care in the world. They're just... Flitting and flying from here to there, fat and happy, especially seagulls, they're just loving life, thrashers, fries all the time. Yes, oh, to be a seagull in Rehoboth Beach. But they're taken care of, they're content, they're happy, everything's fine, they they fly from branch to rooftop to wire to whatever, and everything's cool, and Jesus says, hey, when you worry, look at the birds. I love this. Not that, but this, don't worry, look at birds. I, I think he's leading us somewhere, I hope. I think Jesus is leading us to some help. And the questions he asks, isn't your life more than food and your body more than clothes? Aren't you more valuable than birds? It's an interesting prescription for worry, really. Look at birds, answer some questions. As we keep going through this text, Jesus is kind of just... Shaking things up a little bit, getting us in this process of, of getting us to some help. And so the next verse, though, he kind of just zings one in there. It's kind of like we were talking about birds, and then we're not. I want you to imagine yourself on the hillside that day. You're listening to the greatest sermon ever preached in the history of history. And you hear Jesus say, hey, don't worry. And you're like, oh, that's striking, because, like, who can do that? And so then he says, well, so, so consider the birds and, and how God, you know, takes care of them. And then verse 27, he asks another question. Oh, by the way, can any of you add an hour to your life? Can any uh, one of you, add, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Uh, I thought we were talking about birds. Um, what? No. And this is the human response. But, but you don't know what I'm facing, right? I don't know what to do. I can't see a way out of this. And the way, when I read this verse, I, I feel like Jesus is saying, and this is probably not how he said it, but uh, so worrying is going to help. I mean, is, is, is it going to make things easier for you through this circumstance if you're, you're consumed by worrying? I mean, has it ever helped before? Has, can, can you even add an hour to your life by worrying? No? But it's going to fix this situation. And I don't think Jesus is being mean. It seems like he's just really just shaking up our view a little bit. Hey, you got to stop thinking this way that this thing is is all consuming and is going to take over and is the worst thing possible. Jesus is saying, hey, open your eyes. We got to shake up the way you're thinking so that we can actually process and walk through this. We need to change our perspective a bit. And so he says, look at the birds. Then he goes on with another verb in verse 28. Uh, Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. See them. See how they grow. Look at the way that God takes care of uh, and provides for his creation, animals and flowers alike. And they they don't do anything. God just does it because they they all belong to him. Why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith? And it seems like these questions are rhetorical, right? Questions that aren't meant to necessarily be answered. But what if they're not? What if they're not rhetorical questions? What if you and I actually stopped when we know something happens and we know ourselves and we know worry is coming? What if we actually stopped and answered these questions? Aren't you much more valuable than birds? Well, yeah, I'm more valuable than a bird. Well, can you add an hour to your life by worrying? No, I, no, nobody can do that. If God cares and takes cares of, the, takes such good care of the flowers, you know, don't you think He'll take care of you? Well, yeah, I believe He will. Okay, now hear this. Then don't worry. You see how God's trying to shake up our perspective a little bit? Hey, we get consumed by the things that are happening. And Jesus said, okay, step back a little bit. Look at the birds, look at the flowers. Let's remind God takes care of all them. Don't you think he's going to take care of you too? Because you're way more important than they are. And in the midst of worry, we can't think, right? It's it's consuming. And so we have to step back and take a breath. Okay, let's think about this so we can process and, and walk through. And so Jesus, he's getting each one of us to take inventory of the things around us rather than focusing on the things that are, uh, the things that we're, are con- consuming us and worrying us. He's leading us to a conclusion. This is why Jesus is such a great teacher. You see, he's leading us to a place, he's teaching in such a way that we're going to come to the right conclusion on our own. Somebody just tells you the right answer. You're Here, just do this. How often are you going to do it? All the wives are going, never. <laughs> but if we come to the conclusion on our own, or we think we do at least, I guess I, under, when you put it that way, I guess I, under, I do believe and I do understand. It's just really hard, you know? Yeah, I know. And more importantly, God knows. And so after bringing us to this kind of understanding, we're, our minds a little more, our perspective's a little more honed in, Jesus again reminds us of his commandment, In the next couple verses, he reminds us of what his command is, and then he gives us a couple more truths to think about. Verse 31, the commandment, he says, So don't worry. Don't worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? And then these truths, For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows what you need, that you need all of them. The pagans run after all these other things, and God knows what you need. It's like Jesus is saying, Hey, You're not a pagan anymore. You're a disciple. You're a follower. You you think differently. You walk by faith. You're walking with me now. And this worrying thing, I, I gave you a brand new life and this worrying thing isn't part of it. It's not something I have for you. This new life I've given you doesn't have, isn't filled with fear and with doubt and with worry. It's filled with me. So that you can walk by faith. You can walk through these difficult things with peace and with confidence. Not only that, get this, God knows. God knows it all. Do you believe that? Your heavenly father knows you. He knows every single thing you need. He knows what's ahead in the future and around the corner that you don't know about. He's already said, hey, we're walking together, so it's okay we walk through this. He promises to meet every single one of your needs in Christ Jesus and that he will never leave you and never forsake you. Do you believe that? We're in church. We say, yes, I believe that. (laughs) And then we walk out the doors. Worrying is the way we question that. Does he really know? Does he really care? Well, look at the birds. Check out the flowers. Does he know? Does he care? Again, not a rhetorical question. Does he Yeah. Yeah, he does. And and so worry weighs in, and Jesus says, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. But he knows just giving a command doesn't work. And so he gives us some action steps. I want you to look around. I want you to see how I take care of the world around you. And you're so much more valuable than all of those things. My son, my daughter, don't worry. I've got you. And once we take our eyes off our circumstances, we take our focus off that thing that's in the moment consuming us by opening our eyes and and to the world around us and the reality of how God cares for even seemingly the the smallest insignificant creatures, then we're ready for the last thing. And that's seeking Him. Seeking Him. When worry sets in, we got to look around and pay attention, get a little perspective. And then Jesus' last command, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And see, that's what worry comes down to. Something's out of whack. Something's off. Something's in the way. Something has distracted us from the truth. And the thing that has us stuck has us stuck with the wrong thing as the main thing. And so Jesus says, so seek first me. Me. My kingdom, my righteousness. His kingdom is his rule and reign in our lives. It's, it's understanding that he's God, he's king, he's in control, he's got this. It's He made you. <laughs> he gives life. He sustains the whole universe with his words. He sets the boundaries. He sets the time. God has given everything life and breath and everything else. And when we worry, we're forgetting that. We've got things out of place. And so Jesus says, hey, so so seek that first. Get first things first again. That's where we're off. Seek his kingdom, his rule and reign, and seek his righteousness. That's just doing things his way. The right way, the, the right perspective, the right approach, according to God and his word. Not according to my feelings, or my timetable, or my ways, or what I think should happen based on what I think might possibly happen here in the future. Again, first things back to first. And as always, Jesus' commands, they always come with a promise. Everything's going to be okay. You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And here's the promise. All these things will be given to you as well. This is really cool. You ready for like a a New Testament Greek lesson? You know what that word all means in Greek? It means all. (laughs) I don't know a lot of Greek. It means all, every single piece, every part that has to come together for you to be made whole will be given to you. It's all taken care of. I love that. You know, that's literally what the word peace means, wholeness, and that's the promise of God. And so faith keeps seeking. We've got days, you and I, where everything's hunky-dory, everything's great, we're We're running through life. Everything's perfect. Not a care in the world. I trust God with everything. And then the very next day, it seems like the sky is falling and worry comes thrust to the front of our minds and we're all by ourselves and we got to figure it all out and there's no one helping and woe is me. I want you to think about the people on the hillside that day. They're sitting at the feet of Jesus. They're listening to Jesus. They're talking to Jesus. They're experiencing Jesus in person right here. But He knows. Worrying, being anxious, being distracted is a real thing. Even when you're walking with Jesus, worry can come. And so he's teaching us about it. And as disciples, that word simply means we're learners. We're listening. We're paying attention. And when worry hits, and it will, this afternoon, tomorrow, remember the birds and the flowers and seek the Lord first and then do it again. And then the next time, do that again. And then do it again, right? Just, just, just keep doing it. So faith doesn't look and see and seek just one time. It's a constant and continuous pursuit. It's a lifelong pursuit of having and keeping first things first. You might say, well, okay, that sounds good, but, but what about... <laughs> That's what we do. You haven't talked about this. You're talking about just clothes and food. You didn't touch on this. Listen, I hear you. Things are hard. Things are overwhelming. Things, nothing's fair, Right? It's not fair. Well, hey, look at the birds. Look how the birds are eating all those worms that just came up out of the ground during the rainstorm. And, and, and think about the field that's covered in wildflowers that are feeding all the deer and, and hiding the bunnies. This, this is how God provides for all the creatures. This is how everything's working together. And, and you're so much more, you're so much more important and valuable than they are. So just keep pursuing Jesus. He's got you. Okay, but what about when. <laughs> what am I supposed to do when, I, I know it's stressful, but think about how God provides for the fish and for the squirrels and how he makes the bees swing by the trees so that fruit grows and fruit grows to the ground and the raccoons eat the fruit and the things that come out of the raccoons makes the grass grow. Like It's all together. It's how that works. You're allowed to laugh at that. That's funny. We're talking about poop. That's funny. <laughs> Listen, your heavenly father knows. He knows and he's able not this, but this. Don't worry. Instead, seek him again and again and again. Remembering that, that he's always taking care of you remembering that, that your confession, not just that he's Lord, that he's Savior to save you from your sins, but he's there to save you from the world around us and to rescue us from, from living. We get to live in this world, but not of it. we're not consumed by it because we're walking with Jesus. And not only that, but he's king. That confession that he's king, he's Lord of my life, he's the leader of my life. And so I'm going to trust him. His ways his, his are best. They're always good. And that he's for you. And that he's got you. Seek him and all these things will work out. I don't know how, and that's okay. Because he does, and because he promised. I'd love to conclude th- today uh, this way. I'd love to invite Chloe up here. This was, she's the one who got us into this mess. She asked for some help, so let's, <laughs> how do we do, Chloe? I think you did great. Oh, thanks. Did
1: Adam do great? I think he <laughs> Thank did you did
0: great. <laughs> Praise God, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate how you took a really heavy command and kind of broke it down to be kind of easier to understand and more relatable. So I really appreciate that. I know that worry sometimes is not acknowledged, and mm. when we leave it unacknowledged, it creates this chokehold on your life that you don't even realize until it's you know too far gone and right. you're so overwhelmed and everything crashes down. Um, and I think it's important to recognize that there's an issue there, recognize it, that there's something wrong, but then also recognize that Jesus offers hope and he offers peace that he mm. promises to us. So I think I think you did a great job. Good job, Adam. Well, oh,
0: Thanks. No. But I love that. That word hope is really important, right? Because worry is really looking ahead, looking to the future of some unknown thing, whereas hope is also looking ahead, but based on the promises of God. It's a, it's a trusting thing. So I like that you use that word. So we know this. This is your passage, right? Your favorite passage in the life of Jesus. It means a lot to you. How has the? How are the things that Jesus taught? You know, personally helped you.
1: Yeah. So I love this passage because I mean I worry too. <laughs> um, so when I've been worried and when I'm really stressed. This passage, one, helps me feel a little bit more sane. Um, I can feel Jesus' presence in it. And I think Jesus has really taught me that if God cares for his creation, Mm. then how much more is he going to care for you? His also creation, but like a human being who he made. And I think it's really important to notice that in Genesis, um, God created his creation, and then he created mankind. And he put mankind in charge of creation and said, hey, take care of my creation. Look out for them. Name them. Like be with them, um, and isn't that cool that God puts us in charge of that? But He also cares for us more. I just I think that means yeah, so you're more much. important
0: than them, yeah. right? That's really good. So you probably know Chloe's our counseling intern, um, and she's a great counselor already. God's got her in her sweet spot. We've had some great conversations, which has been really helpful. So uh, she could talk about this stuff for hours, just FYI, um, which is awesome. That's a great thing. But so from a counseling perspective, help us out. We're, we're talking about, okay, here's the to-do. Seek first his kingdom. How, how how do we do that when when worry really hits, when it's hard? How can we do that?
1: Yeah, so seeking Jesus is a lifelong process. It's not something you get right once and then you're good forever, Um it can look really hard. But at a basic level, I think everybody can do certain things like worshiping, praying, reading your Bible, fellowshipping with like-minded people. You could reflect on what God has done for you in the past and you know thank Him for where He's gotten you so far. You can posture a heart of gratitude. So there's many things that you can do to seek God's kingdom. And those might be really easy things when life is going good. Yeah. Um, but what gets difficult is seeking God when life isn't good. And I mean, for me, I breathe a lot because it helps me stay calm. <laughs> me too. So good. I typically breathe in and think God's in control and breathe out. And I just repeat that process until I'm calm and, you know, saying again. And whatever that process looks like seeking Jesus is going to be personal for you. So God's made us uniquely and creatively. So for me, it's breathing. But for you, it might be journaling. It might be sitting yeah. down and writing out your worries and anxieties. Um, and it, it could look different for each person. Sure. Um, And for me, breathing, one, helps physically take care of my worry. I'm decreasing my heart rate. I'm lowering, which leads to lowering my cortisol or stress hormones in my body. So I'm like physically relaxing, but I'm also refocusing my mind. So I'm thinking about Jesus and how great he is and what he's done for me. And he's in control. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's our our creator. He loves us and he has plans for us. So... I mean, whatever you need to do to refocus your mind of the character of God, I think that's really how you succeed in seeking him in those hard times. I
0: think a lot of times it starts physical, you know, because it's a physical thing. And so we have to calm our minds so we can navigate life. For me, I, I, like, I need to force myself to, okay, I want to think about being thankful or, or praising God, refocusing. Almost like, it's almost like kind of like looking at the birds or looking at the flowers. It's, it's almost preaching a sermon to myself like self-talk, like, hey, this is what's true. Let's remember that in the midst of this chaos, this is what's true, and this is what I can stand on. And that helps me in, to be able to sing of his goodness or, or think that way to be able to point us back to, you know, putting our eyes on Jesus, which is, uh, like you said, is such an important thing, and, and that's what leads us ultimately to the faith we need and the peace we so desperately want. So, Matthew exactly. 6. Good job. That's a great <laughs> one. Hey, why don't you pray for us?
1: Yes, all right. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. Um, that we could just come together as a congregation and as a family, Lord, and worship you. I pray that you would help us moving forward into this next week. Um, Find what works for us, Lord. Help us seek you out in the difficult times. Um, whatever that looks like individually, Lord, I pray that we would um, just feel an overwhelming sense of comfort and peace, no matter uh, the difficult situation we're facing, Lord. I pray that we would feel that we are in a community that loves us, and we have a God that created us and has a purpose for us, Lord. I pray that you would remind us of these things um, this next week when worry comes, and I thank you for today, and I pray that you would keep us all safe, and in your name I pray, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit
1: thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play.
0: Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander, under license from soundstripe.com.